pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix podcast for you on this 25th day of May. That is a Thursday. I am Dan Bach. Thought we'd freshen up the intro a little bit. It's only been about a couple of years since we rolled that one out, but uh, certainly appreciate my good friend uh, Randy taking care of that, doing a great job voicing over some of the stuff here at Roto-Grinders. Thanks so much for the listen, the download. Today we're going to get you set for... Thursday night in Daily Fantasy Baseball. Thursday night's uh, pretty easy because, well, there's just not that many games on the docket. So, uh, and potentially might have rain in one of them. So, uh, we'll go through it. Probably going to be a short little uh, pod for us today. And uh, we'll get back at it tomorrow with a full 15 games. Need to thank our friends over at Fantasy Draft. Please, if you want to go over to Fantasy Draft, go through our links here on Roto-Grinders and uh, make that deposit. And I'll tell you what, great supporter here of the show and other uh, things here at Roto-Grinders, including the Happy Hour Show. And uh, I'll tell you what, growing site and players first. That's their mentality. And I'm telling you, rake-free head-to-heads are great. Uh, Download their app as well, which is extremely well done. And I think you'll enjoy your time over there. Uh, Very different experience uh, the rosters are, you know, much, I don't want to say easier, but uh, two pitchers, infield, outfield, utility spots. So you've got more options. You're not pigeonholed into certain guys on certain nights. And I think especially on these kind of shorter slates here tonight, you know, uh, I think on some of the other sites, you're going to be really uh, using a lot. You're going to have major overlap at some of these positions simply because, uh, you don't have another choice. Like you have to kind of go with a certain guy because there's only so many options at a position. Fantasy draft, you don't have that problem. So thanks to them so much for uh, jumping on as a sponsor. Uh, we've got some uh, new things at Roto Grinders. One thing I want to let people know about our lineup builder is now going to support the uh, arcade mode for DraftKings. So if you uh, are somebody who has enjoyed their new arcade mode and we're looking to kind of get a lineup builder for it, well, we've got that for you. So uh, definitely check that out if you're into that. Uh, And then the one thing I want to talk about industry-wise, I tweeted this out yesterday, got a ton of retweets and favorites, and I'm glad that a lot of people did that because I think it's important that we have our voice heard and uh, that's what the Q's over on FanDuel for their baseball live final, which I'm excited about. Uh, I love live finals. I think it's, you know, something that uh, it's obviously can eat into a bankroll if you don't qualify for it. But uh, I really enjoy 
getting to that moment and then building that lineup with a smaller field with a lot of money on the line uh, and then the experience of kind of uh, meeting other players. I think there's a lot of good things that come from live finals uh, and their cues have been selling out uh, very quickly. Uh, seems like they maybe have undershot in terms of what the total prize pool should be. But the one thing that that kind of worries me more than it, not worries me, but upsets me more than anything is when you see games fill four or five hours early um, and then uh, them not make any changes to the way that they set up these games. What I mean by that is you've got two alternatives because it's not good for the sites to fill games four or five hours early. That means there's incredible demand for said game and people are wanting to be able to play that game that are not getting a chance to get into it. So uh, I think it's very simple. I mean, this this isn't something that, you know, it takes a freaking brain surgeon to figure out here, okay? If there's more demand for it, then what you should probably do is just make it bigger, okay? Because the bigger you make it, the more money you're going to rake on said tournament. For example, like if I want to play a queue and it's not available on FanDuel, that doesn't mean that I just go and play the $25 tournament or the $5 tournament. A lot of times it means I'm just not playing on the site because I want to play the queue. Now, more than likely, if I play the queue, there's a good chance I'm going to throw that lineup in other tournaments. I've got it built. I've got it ready to go. Why not try and uh, leverage that in, in and put it in other things as well? So there's really zero positive for a site to have a game fill that early. So they've got not one but two alternatives here that they can do to fix this. And here they are. Very simple. Is A, you make them bigger. You make the games bigger. And yes, you still have your first place payout for the queue. But what you do is you pay out the other spots. You pay out deeper. And you make it more like a GPP with a queue ticket at the top. Uh, that's, and you know what, that would be probably even better for people in terms of chasing cues because typically they are very top heavy in terms of first place gets the, what, $20,000 seat value or $10,000 seat value, whatever it is. And second base, second place wins hundred bucks, couple hundred bucks, whatever it is. So, uh, this would kind of help that and help people last longer who actually like, to chase cues and, you know, be able to have them chase them longer. Um, and then the second one, which I think this is a great alternative, if you just, for whatever reason, don't want to make them bigger, which I think is insane, but if you don't want to do that, well, then what you need to do is you need to limit the entries. Uh, there's no point, like, for example, today they have a, what, uh, 75 entry max on their tournament. And if this thing's going to sell out four or five hours early, why don't we just make that 75 down to 10? And therefore, you've got more people who are able to play because you know you're going to have a ton of people max enter the thing and put 75 lineups in, 50 lineups in. And therefore, you're preventing other people to be able to play it. So if it's that popular and you know you have the demand for it, there's no reason to have max entries. And it doesn't even have to be with the smaller dollar queues. They could same apply for the large dollar queues. Like there's no reason why you have to make it two, three entry max. Just make it single entry. Therefore, you get more people, give them the opportunity to get in and play rather than just the same people max entering. And I, I again, I, I'm not... I'm not that smart. I think I'm kind of smart, 
but I just can't understand why that philosophy doesn't, you know, isn't being applied here. And it, it, it should apply because it does nothing but benefit the site and benefit the players. Like, to me, again, I think the literal worst thing you can do uh, as a site is have your games fill five hours early because you're doing something wrong because there's plenty of people who want to play not getting the ability to play. So I'm throwing that out there. Hopefully they listen because I think, uh, you know, they're doing it wrong right now in the way that it's it's currently set up. So hopefully they'll take some of that feedback and, uh, and fix it. Uh, all right, well, let's get into uh, the slate here today. Again, not a whole lot of games for us to discuss on this Thursday night, only five of them. And uh, be a little bit careful. We've got some weather issues potentially out there in New York. The Yankee game from this morning was already postponed, and I'm seeing uh, up to 50 74% chances of rain in New York during this game tonight. So uh, here are the matchups real quick. It's Rangers, Red Sox, Nick Martinez against Drew Pomeranz. Pomeranz a strong favorite today at minus 189. I've been stacking Red Sox the last couple of days, and it's not like they didn't put up a lot of runs, because they did, but nobody's hitting home runs. They're just like dinking and dunking around, getting their, you know, six, seven, eight runs. Uh, I need some dongs there, Red Sox, Uh, but uh, another good spot here today against Nick Martinez, who is, uh, I think, clearly the worst pitcher on the slate tonight. Uh, Mets and Padres, DeGrom versus Denilson Lamette, and Lamette's a guy I looked into here today, and he's actually not a terrible pitcher. You look at his K rates in the minors, K per nine was 11, 10, 11. Uh, So this is a guy who's really kind of jumped up quick through the minor leagues, uh, went from rookie ball to, I guess, the big leagues in just, what, four seasons, it appears. So um, this kid is, is pretty legit. I think he was like the number eight prospect they had for San Diego and the worry for me with him, though, is I actually think, like, if you wanted to punt, you could with him because I think he's got nice strikeout upside uh, on a two-pitcher site like Fantasy Draft or DraftKings. But the problem you run into is he walks a lot of people. And with young pitchers, that's a huge fear. I mean, you look at the minor leagues this season, his walks per nine, 4.62 in 39 innings. Uh, last year in... Um, Double A uh, for the Padres, 3.75 in 74 innings. So uh, clearly that's where a lot of young pitchers get in trouble is where they start walking people and then they give up one big hit and next thing you know, they're in trouble. So he's got to you know, overcome that really big problem. And if he had it in the minors, pretty likely you're going to see it in the majors. But you got to really you know, be impressed with the strikeout ability that he's shown in the minor leagues. So Uh, I think he's a guy you could probably stack against because, again, it's going to probably have opportunities for you to have two, three-run home runs here today if he's walking, guys. But I also think that, like, if for whatever reason the control is there and he can get you five, six strikeouts um, in six innings and could be even more than that, uh, for how low of a salary he is, that works. The, The thing about tonight's slate is, I don't know if there's that much that you need to pay up for. I mean, obviously, Boston's in a good spot tonight, but Houston gets uh, Justin Verlander, so maybe not a great offensive environment there. Uh, you know, Arizona and Milwaukee out there in Milwaukee, game total at 8.5. You know, there's no 
you know, Coors Field or wind blowing out in Wrigley game for us tonight. So uh, I'll be probably just watching that one and maybe have a Met stack worked in somewhere just to take advantage of those potential walks out there. Um, as for Jacob DeGrom, he's the chalk today. He's the guy I'm playing. He's going against one of the worst offenses out there. The only hesitation I have is the weather. And again, way too early to be knowing exactly how that's going to play out. But um, if that looks like it's going to be postponed, that's really going to put a wrinkle in tonight's slate because there's not a whole lot of obvious choices outside of him tonight. He's been, you know, super solid this season. K numbers have been up, and again, just uh, just a great matchup for him tonight. So really like him if that game goes. Verlander and Fires. This game actually has a total of nine out there in Houston, which is interesting. Four and a half run line here for Houston against Justin Verlander. That seems quite high, you know, considering, you know, the the ER the earned runs he's allowed last what, four games were three, four, three, two, and zero, I guess the last five. So he's been pitching deep in the games. Obviously Houston's got a really good offense. Uh the thing for me though in this game, Michael Fires, he's not really great against right handed pitching. If you look at the numbers for him, his righty splits, uh Fires is at a three eighty five Woba allowed with a two seventy two ISO and a lower uh K rate as well against righties. So uh, that's really what Detroit brings to the table here. A lot of big right-handed bats like J.D. Martinez, Upton, Cabrera, Kinsler. I don't think this bodes well for Fires. I think Detroit actually is my favorite stack of the night. Maybe outside of Boston, uh, but I'm still a little bit uh, sour just because the last couple games for Boston haven't yielded many home runs. I think tonight you're going to see at least... Two home runs today from Detroit. Wouldn't shock me if there was more than that. Um, so I definitely think that that highest run total, I would have thought that would have checked in at about a full run less than that. So I like the Detroit side in that game, believe it or not. Um, but I'm not going all in on Verlander at all here today. I don't know if he's even an option for his price, considering uh, Houston's just a really solid offensive team. So that's my concern there. Diamondbacks and Brewers, Robbie Ray against Zach Davies. Pretty much a, a pick em line between these two teams. The total at eight and a half. Uh, I've seen some early models this morning really like Robbie Ray. And he definitely has upside. I don't have a problem using him in tournaments. Uh, I do get nervous about using him in GPPs, or excuse me, in cash games. Because, you know, the lefties in... Uh, a lefty in Milwaukee is really a negative situation, very negative situation. So uh, for that reason, I don't think he's cash game playable for me um, because I could definitely see there being, you know, blow up problems in that one. And another guy, you look at his Woba versus lefties, 296, the ISO at 112, like that's really solid K per nine, 12. Against righties, though, a 348 Woba allowed and an ISO 192. So almost to two in that ISO for righties. Um, that, and he's going to be facing eight of them more than likely in this lineup here tonight. So uh, I'm kind of steering clear of him in cash games tonight. Again, big K upside in GPPs for sure. This is obviously an offense that can strike out uh, a good bit. Uh, but even his K numbers, you know, he had that nice run, 8, 10, 9, 6, 10. Last two games have been at 6 and 2. So uh, that's just making me a tad bit nervous here tonight 
with Robbie Ray. I don't think he's a plug-and-play. I uh, don't necessarily agree with what the models are spitting out there. Uh, I think the last game, though, I'm interested in from pitchers is uh, the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Kenta Maeda versus Michael Waka. I'm not playing Maeda, and I don't think you should either. I mean, this is uh, his first start after coming off the disabled list, had a rehab start before, and only threw 60 pitches. I don't see him going more than 80 pitches tonight. So, uh, you know, that's not good enough for me to roll him out there. So he's completely a no-go for me. Uh, I think Waka, you know, we always definitely steer clear of right-handed pitchers versus this Dodgers lineup more times than not. But he has been super safe this season you know quality start in every single start but one this year that came against Milwaukee and uh, I feel like you know this is a guy that you can roll out there in cash games and I feel like he's not going to get blown up now he's only got two wins which is interesting he's got six quality starts and only two wins so he's had some bad luck on that front and uh, I think the bats can kind of wake up here a little bit uh, against Kent Maeda. So I'm actually on the Cardinals side of this one. It's not a great ballpark. I'm not stacking the Cardinals, but you know, I think on fantasy draft, Matt Carpenter is under seven K. I think um, at, uh, let's see, I think he was at 6,900 or right around there. I'll have to double check that one as I was building some lineups this morning, but he feels um, underpriced over there uh on fantasy draft it is yeah 6900 so like i'm fine with that matchup today because i don't think made pitches particularly deep dodgers bullpen's good like don't get me wrong like they're not a bunch of gas cans there but uh i'm into the cardinal side of this game more than i am the dodgers and i don't hate michael waka as an sp2 uh and i kind of overlooked pomeranz by the way i think he's in play today right now my uh, shell lineup on fantasy draft. I've got Pomeranz in there. Saved me a little bit. That 900 that I could get from him from Waka worked. And I certainly understand the leeriness here because he hasn't pitched over five innings in his last three starts. Um, that's not great. Like, that's not what you're looking for. And he's only gone over six innings uh, or been at six innings two starts this season. Throws a lot of pitches, does have that strikeout upside, which we like. If he can get you 7 to 10 Ks, that's huge. Um, and I don't think that's an impossibility here against this lineup against Texas here, especially with a guy like Joey Gallo who can easily strike out two or three times himself. So uh, I'm actually going to ride this one. I think he's going to get the run support. I think he's going to get the win. And in the games that he's gotten wins, if you look at his FanDuel points, He's gotten 37 FanDuel points, 43 FanDuel points, and 43 FanDuel points. Those are all the games he's gotten Ws. Uh, I think he gets a W tonight. So, uh, you know, on average, that looks like about 40 uh, FanDuel points. So, for me, I think he's in play, even in cash games, especially if DeGrom is out tonight. If that game doesn't play, I think he's where I'm going with my pitcher. And fantasy draft, 15K on him. I think he fits nice as an SP. Two. All right, let's get to the bats here tonight. And uh, again, we'll roll positional here. Uh, on Fantasy Draft, we don't have to necessarily roster our catcher, but FanDuel and DraftKings, you do. So we're going to talk about them here today. Uh, you know, if you want to, this isn't the worst punt spot in the world, um, just because there's not much to really play. I mean, obviously, Avin Gaddis will be 
Um, one of the top options on the board against Justin Verlander. Uh, we've got Yasmani Grandal against Michael Waka. Uh, but if you really need to punt here, you know, Rene Rivera, super cheap on fantasy draft. He's like 4K. He's not a guy I love, but I think he could be in play as a just kind of super low on punt. Jonathan Lucroy, if you're not playing Pomeranz, he's usually pretty solid versus lefties. Uh, wouldn't hate that play today uh, if you wanted to go there. Uh, but for me, um, probably just going on uh, a guy like Gaddis or uh, maybe even Yadier Molina at 3K against Kent Tomato. Not the best ballpark, but catcher's terrible. Like, I'm happy I don't have to roster one tonight on Fantasy Draft because uh, I don't want to. That's only the mock lineup I've made today and didn't have them in there. Now, first base, uh, a number of places we can go here. Uh, I think Matt Carpenter, uh, 3,500 on FanDuel against 6,900 over on Fantasy Draft. Uh, let's see. I'm guessing his DraftKings salary is going to be like 39. Let's see. 3,500. So really cheap over there. Fine rolling him out tonight. Uh, Goldschmidt's a great play, and he, you know, pretty much anytime you can play him versus a righty like Zach Davies. I mean, he just rakes. The question is, like, you're not really playing him on a DeGrom lineup. If you want to go Pomeranz there, I think that's kind of a nice correlation between those two. Denilson uh, Lamett, again, a guy who has some issues maybe finding the strike zone. Lucas Duda is 2.4K, and uh, certainly don't hate him today. He's probably my punt of choice. And then both the guys from Boston, Moreland and Hanram, probably going Hanram here against Nick Martinez as uh, Martinez kind of has the whole reverse splits thing going. I don't mind either of these two guys. If you're playing fantasy draft, you want to play them both, you can. Over at second base, I am on Ian Kinsler tonight against Michael Fires. The ISO this season is dreadful for him versus righties, uh, but just too darn cheap uh, at 3300 on FanDuel uh, on fantasy draft. I think he's sitting at... Uh, let's see, I got it right here. He is uh, 6,800. So these Tiger Bats on Fantasy Draft are just way too cheap. So like him tonight, uh, let's see. Um, Dustin Pedroia is fine against Nick Martinez. Seems a little bit pricey. Uh, I don't think he's a one-off play, but I'm fine with him in terms of a uh, a stack. It's part of a stack if you want to get him in there. Uh, not playing Ryan Schimpf tonight. 0 for 5. Seems like a bad, yesterday, seems like a bad spot against Jacob DeGrom. So I think that's an easy fade. Uh, let's see. Jonathan VR against lefties. Not particularly great this season. 49 at bats, a 163 average, and a 247 Woba. So uh, it's kind of a stay away from me over the last two years for him in that department. Um, a little bit better, 370 Woba, 276 uh, average. So maybe there's actually some regression waiting to happen there or positive regression waiting to happen for VR because the numbers over the last two years widely different than what we have over the last year. So uh, that means more than likely that's going to kind of catch up. So might not be the worst play today, especially if you're not on Robbie Ray. And I think there's a chance Ray could give up some runs tonight. Uh, over at third, uh, I think Nick Castellanos, I think he had the day off yesterday. I expect him to be in that lineup tonight, and uh, he's certainly not hitting the ball particularly well. 0 for his last 11, uh, but I think against Michael Fires coming off a day off, maybe this will change his fortune. The reason I'm willing to take a shot is he's cheap uh, pretty much everywhere tonight. But, you know, two strikeouts in each of his last three games, clearly maybe not seeing the ball that well, but 
a guy that I'm willing to look at tonight and uh, throw into some of my lineups. Uh, Jed Jerko against Mr. Maida today at 3K. Again, I'm kind of into the uh, Cardinals tonight, uh, as a, certainly as a one-off. Don't mind him. Uh, man, Alex Bregman, where was this game yesterday? I needed that game yesterday, two days ago. Uh, Monster 3 for 4 game did get on the board with a home run tonight against Verlander. I don't see me going there uh, today. And, yeah, that's kind of all we got at third base. Moving on to shortstop tonight. Uh, you know, Correa gets a righty in Verlander, uh, which is, you know, excellent handedness matchup for him. Um, but, I, you know, he's missed the last two games uh, because of this illness. And that kind of worries me a little bit. Now, obviously, you know, you're going to think when they bring him back, he's going to be good to go. But you never really know. So at 3,800, I think going to Corey Seager as a safer play against Michael Walker or even Xander Bogarts against Nick Martinez. You know, Bogarts, though, I didn't realize this guy has like zero power to him. I thought he had a little, but um, hasn't hit a home run this season, uh, but does a lot of different things, you know, in terms of great doubles hitter, steal some bases for you. Uh, on a night like tonight where we're limited in our options, I'm fine kind of rolling him out there uh, as a play tonight. And then outfield, again, on a short slate, this is really where I think where you're going to kind of win or lose um, your your lineups because I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. Obviously love the uh, the Boston Bats in the outfield. Benintendi has been outstanding lately. Kind of slumped there for a little bit, but he has come back uh, strong last three games. Uh, 9-21-24 um, FanDuel points. So it is lefty-righty matchup. And, uh, you know, Benintendi, he just – Got some power, got some speed, kind of brings it all to the table. He and Mookie Betts, love those guys. J.D. Martinez, tremendous play today against Michael Fires, I think, as well. So I'm going to be uh, uh, definitely rolling him out there. Uh, Maybe I'm underestimating the um, Arizona Diamondbacks a little bit. It's not a bad hitting environment, but it is not uh, their ballpark out there um, in Arizona. So I don't think that's certainly a guy I'm... Need to uh, go, got like a David Peralta, somebody like him. So I'm going to kind of come off of that one tonight. Uh, let's see, Tyler Collins, we'll see where he's in the lineup tonight. He's a cheap 2.2 punt, but Justin Upton at 600 more against Michael Fires. Really into that play tonight. And Conforto has been absolutely red hot. So if you want to run the hot bat out there, he is the one. Uh, 16, 59, 24, 27, 22. And he gets a guy who likes to walk guys. So, um, yeah, definitely give him a little bit of consideration uh, for your lineups. Uh, that's it. That's what I got. Told you it was going to be a quick little podcast today just because not many games for us. So uh, tomorrow we will uh, certainly be going through the busy, busy Friday night slate. It is the best, one of the best GPPs of the night we get each week. So uh, podcast will be Breaking that down for you tomorrow. I want to thank Fantasy Draft uh, for putting their name on this show. Check them out if you haven't done so already. Think you'll enjoy your experience over there. Rake free head-to-heads. Love them. Find me and uh, grab mine. Love to play you over on Fantasy Draft. And if you've got any feedback on this or anything we've got at Roto-Grinders, Dan at Roto-Grinders.com or simply on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach. Thanks so much for the listen and the download. Please leave us a review over there on iTunes. Helps us out a good bit. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, same time, same place, here at the Daily Fantasy Fix. Good luck, good luck tonight, everybody, and talk to you on SiriusXM at 6 Eastern uh, this evening. Till then, good luck, and we'll see you. 
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.